0: Today is Sunday, February 21st, 2021. On this day in 1994, a CIA agent named Aldrich Ames was arrested for espionage on behalf of Russia. Ames was proof that nerves about Russian interference were warranted, but he wasn't doing it for reasons people thought. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering the arrest of Aldrich H. Ames and his wife, Rosario. Ames was a well-respected CIA agent for over 30 years, but in the early 90s, he was discovered to have been working as a spy for the Russians and arrested for conspiracy to commit espionage and tax evasion. Now let's go back to Arlington, Virginia, the morning of February 21st, 1994. If there was any morning for Aldrich H. Ames to be late for work, it seemed this one was perfect. The weather was warmer than usual for February, a high of 68 expected for the day. The winter snow had all but cleared, and the Potomac River was starting to show signs of spring. Aldrich decided to get some fresh air and take a walk before reporting to CIA headquarters for the day. He and his wife lived in an idyllic, upper-class neighborhood in Arlington, Virginia, and had resided there for some years. To their neighbors, Aldrich and his wife were just another wealthy couple on the street. They had no idea Aldrich hid a dark secret, that he was working as a spy for the Russians. But despite all his abilities as a spy, Aldrich didn't know everything. The FBI had been trailing him for months. They'd been suspicious about some sort of a Russian mole as far back as 1985. But Aldrich had only come onto their radar in 1993 when they got a tip to look at him as a suspect. So they began tracking his family's financial records and travel. The FBI even wiretapped their phones. It was clear that the Ames had more money in their accounts than a CIA salary could provide. Aldrich owned a half-million-dollar home and even drove a Jaguar. But that didn't mean the FBI could pin down why he was so wealthy or where that money came from. Sometime during the investigation, it seemed like the FBI got the break they needed. They intercepted a phone conversation suggesting that Ames would deliver a package to the Russians early one morning. But by the time the team arrived at Aldrich's home to follow him, he had already left and returned, all before 6.30 a.m. That afternoon, they planned to follow him from his office to a supposed second drop site. But when Aldrich got into his car and drove onto the highway, he sped off and the trail team lost him immediately. We can't be sure if Aldrich knew he was being followed, but one of the FBI lead investigators at the time, Leslie Weiser, said that the two thwarted trailing attempts made them certain that Aldrich was behaving like a foreign spy. And in September of 1993, the FBI finally made some progress. One night, a few agents defied orders and went through the Ames family's trash There, they found a draft of a note that Aldrich had written to his Russian contacts. It was a drop-off plan and a promise to exchange vital CIA information. With the Attorney General's permission, they raided the house and tore through Aldrich's computer, finding the evidence they needed to prove that he was the mole. On the morning of February 21st, 1994, Aldrich H. Ames was arrested while walking through his Arlington neighborhood and charged with multiple counts of espionage and tax fraud. His wife followed not long after, handcuffed on similar charges. The two pleaded guilty that April, but to Aldrich Ames, it wasn't about tearing down the US government or even giving Russia a leg up in the Cold War. It was about the money. And there was loads of it. Coming up, how Aldrich Ames went from a loyal CIA agent to a Russian spy worth more than $2 million. Listeners, I am thrilled to tell you that this month marks a huge milestone for Parcast. It's the four-year anniversary of another fantastic podcast I host called Serial Killers. If you haven't had a chance to dive into the stories and psychology behind the most nightmarish murderers of all time, there's no better time than right now to start listening. Each week, we enter the minds, the methods, and the madness of the world's most sadistic serial killers. From the son of Sam David Berkowitz and the co-ed killer Edmund Kemper, to Eileen Wardos, Ed Gein, and, coming soon, the night stalker Richard Ramirez. And this February, look out for our four-part special on Couples Who Kill, following the worst love has to offer. Their names may sound ordinary, but their atrocities are anything but. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. With hundreds of episodes available to binge and new ones released weekly, get to know the killers, crimes, and cases that forever changed the face of history. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Serial Killers. New episodes air every Monday and Thursday, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. On February 21, 1994, Aldrich H. Ames and his wife Rosario were arrested and charged with conspiring to commit espionage and tax fraud. But Aldrich didn't start his career intending to be a spy for the Soviets. And for years, the CIA and FBI tried to figure out how he was lured to the other side. Aldrich started with the CIA in 1962 as a clerk. He was a good employee who mostly kept his head down and eventually worked his way up to become a counterintelligence officer. For the next 20 years, he worked mostly in DC and New York with the occasional international posting. He met his second wife, Rosario, while on assignment in Mexico City in 1981. By 1983, Aldrich returned to Washington DC and was named counterintelligence branch chief for Soviet operations, which meant that he was in charge of managing the Soviet intelligence officers recruited by the CIA. In other words, he was in charge of the spies. But in his personal life, pressures were mounting. He'd become a heavy drinker and struggled with personal hygiene. He'd gone through a particularly expensive divorce, but was preparing to marry Rosario. He needed money. And within the CIA, he was beginning to feel alienated by the changing culture under Director William J. Casey. Aldrich was a traditionalist. According to him, he felt more at ease with those who had been at the CIA in the late 1940s and 50s than their younger replacements. He felt that tradition was being neglected at the agency, and his ideas were, in a way, taken for granted. This resentment, along with the access he had to the list of American spies in the Soviet organization, made him an easy target for the Russians. But according to Aldrich, he was the one who initiated the relationship— He said he began to feel a shift in his loyalties in 1985, not because he felt any particular allegiance to the Russians. In fact, he even described them as a beastly, inhuman, nasty regime. Yet, he was fed up with government politics and felt that giving the information to the Russians helped level the playing field between the Soviets and the United States. Plus, he wanted the money. He was paid $50,000 for his first information dump, the names of two Soviet officers who were likely American spies. At the time, it was probably a bigger sum than his entire CIA salary. From there, the Soviets told him that they had set aside an additional $2 million for more information and names. He knew he had to be careful, both with the Soviets and Americans, But to Aldrich, it was worth the risk. The money would allow him to start a family with Rosario, buy a house, and feel powerful in a way he hadn't felt in a while. He continued this way for almost 10 years, collecting small increments of money along the way. Rosario didn't find out about his arrangement until 1992. But when she did, she encouraged it to continue. According to Aldrich, he did feel a sense of guilt about what he was doing. He wasn't providing anyone's names he necessarily knew personally, but he was giving up the names of friends of coworkers. He simply tried to compartmentalize what he was doing from what he was feeling. Plus, he drove a Jaguar, had a big house, and was living rather lavishly until he was thrown behind bars. While Rosario was sentenced to just five years, Aldrich was given life in prison. As of this recording, he remains incarcerated, and his former lifestyle is little more than a memory. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more on Aldrich Ames, check out the Spotify original from ParCast, Espionage. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Stacy Lee Niemek, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Listeners, don't forget to check out the Spotify original from Parcast, Serial Killers. Every Monday and Thursday, take a deep dive into the minds and madness of history's most notorious murderers. You can binge hundreds of episodes, four years' worth, and catch new episodes weekly. Listen to Serial Killers free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.